the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A gifted musician is a blessing to the world. They bring great beauty. A, a, a gifted architect is a blessing to the world. They, they build gorgeous buildings that are like little cities in and of themselves. And so God can use what we might consider to be natural abilities for supernatural purposes. What exactly is your gift? And what are the gifts of the Spirit that God speaks of here in 1 Corinthians? Great questions. We have some amazing answers over the next few broadcasts as we'll spend time looking at spiritual gifts out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Join us as we embark on a marvelous excursion through these gifts, what they are and why God has given them to us, and how they work in and through our lives and natural abilities as well. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Before we dig into specific spiritual gifts, it's important for us to to note the context because it will provide clarity to our understanding about the nature, purpose, and proper exercise of spiritual gifts. You'll notice that the Apostle Paul writes concerning spiritual gifts in chapters 12, 13, and 14. covers three chapters. And right in the middle of his explanation of uh, spiritual gifts, we find chapter 13, the love chapter. Now, we studied that as a church family on Palm Sunday this year uh, because the events leading up to and surrounding Easter uh, profoundly illustrate God's love for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God has called us to love one another. And he himself has modeled what that love should look like. So in his definition of love, which is exquisitely penned in chapter 13, godly love, uh, the Apostle Paul begins with a description, love is patient. Now, love is patient. God is love. God is patient, right? And, uh, and we find the Apostle Peter wrote, and remember our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. So God is love. God is patient. Um, another definition that uh, he provides is love is kind. Now, is God kind towards us? Yes, he is. In fact, the apostle Paul wrote, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his, showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Another uh, definition, part of the definition of love, a godly love is that it's not easily angered. Now, is God easily angered? No, he's not. The Lord said to Moses in Exodus chapter 34, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. It's not that God can't get angry, but that he's rather that he's slow to get angry. In fact, Proverbs 6 tells us there are some human behaviors that God hates. Now, hates is a strong emotion. It's not that God can't get angry. It's just that he's slow to get angry. 
Also, the definition of love in 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrongs. Now, does God keep no record of wrongs? Well, Psalm 103 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So in other words, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our sins are forgiven, never more to be remembered. Isaiah wrote, and the Lord hath laid on him, speaking of Jesus, the iniquity or the sin of us all. The writer to Romans says, the wages of sin is death. And so when Jesus went to Calvary to die, God laid on him the sins of us all. He carried those to Calvary and he paid the debt of our sin so that we can stand before holy God clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Because of what Christ did, God keeps no record of wrongs. The definition says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And the writer to Hebrews reminds us of God's promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God never gives up on us. God is love. God defines love. God models love. God loves. Jesus is God and Jesus has called us to love. He said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Now, you notice that Jesus did not say, by this will all people know that you are my disciples if you have good theology. And Jesus did not say, by this will all people know that you are my disciples if you have an abundance of the manifestations of spiritual gifts. Now, there's nothing wrong with good theology. And there's nothing wrong with an abundant, uh, abundance in manifestations of spiritual gifts. But they are no substitute for love. And neither will so clearly identify us as disciples of Jesus as having love for one another. Love is paramount. And so Paul defines love for us in in chapter 13. and And he clarifies for us there how important love is to giving value to the exercise of spiritual gifts. Look at 13, uh, look at the, where, he, where Paul writes, If I speak with the tongue, tongues of men and of angels. Now, now, tongues is one of the spiritual gifts. He's saying, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm just making noise. And if I have prophetic powers, prophecy is one of the spiritual gifts, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, knowledge is one of the spiritual gifts. And if I have all faith, faith is one of the spiritual gifts. So as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I give away all that I have, charity or generosity is one of the spiritual gifts, and I deliver my body up to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. I give everything and I gain nothing if I have not love. Love is absolutely essential. Now, the focus here 
is on spiritual gifts. And right in the middle of Paul's instruction concerning spiritual gifts, he wrote about the importance of love. Spiritual gifts must be exercised in love for them to have meaning and value. Without love, spiritual gifts are nothing. They mean nothing, and they gain nothing. Love is absolutely essential to spiritual gifts. So now we've explored the essential catalyst that gives spiritual gifts purpose and value. We might want to ask the question, well, why are Christians given spiritual gifts? For what purpose? Why were they given? And Paul provides us the answer to this question in chapter 12. In chapter 12. In chapter 12, he talks about spiritual gifts, and right in the middle of chapter 12, he writes about the body of Christ being the church, the church being the body of Christ. Now, we studied that uh, passage the week after Easter. Now, the point is this, that spiritual gifts are connected to the church functioning as the body of Christ. Paul described how the church is the body of Christ, and every part is important, and then he clarifies that spiritual gifts are how the church functions as the body of Christ. Look at verses 27 and 28. He says, All of you together are Christ's body, the church, and each of you are a part of it. Now, here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, and then he goes on, and he provides a list of spiritual gifts. So you see how the Apostle Paul connects each of us functioning in our spiritual gift as doing our part in the body of Christ, which is the church. The church is not a building. Now, some people say, we're going to the church, and what we really mean is we're going to the the building where the church meets, because the church is not a building, nor is it an organization. The church is the body of Christ, of which every Christian is a part, operating in the spiritual gifts and in the unity of the Holy Spirit, motivated by love. Spiritual gifts are how we as individual members or parts of the body of Christ, which is the church, function. And love is the catalyst that allows gifts to be valuable and meaningful. Now, when we describe someone as gifted, we are indicating that that person has an exceptional ability. We might say that that per- person, whoever they are, is a, is a gifted musician. Now, when we say that, we're saying, we mean to say that they have an exceptional ability. We don't mean to say that there are no other musicians. We're just simply saying that that person has an exceptional ability in that area. And there are different areas that people can be gifted in. They could be an exceptional musician, or they could be an exceptional architect, or an exceptional executive, or an exceptional salesman, or parent, or mechanic, or whatever. And when somebody has a gift, they are a blessing to the world. A gifted musician is a blessing to the world. They bring great beauty. A a, a gifted architect is a blessing to the world. They, They build gorgeous buildings that are like little cities in and of themselves. Uh, a gifted executive is a blessing to the world. They, 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 they pr- provide jobs dozens, by the dozens or by the hundreds or by the thousands. And so God can use what we might consider to be natural abilities for supernatural purposes. 
in fact, it's God who gives us the gifts, whether we think of them in terms of natural or supernatural. If you read through the book of uh, Exodus chapter 28, God is describing how he wants his tabernacle built, and he gives all kinds of meticulous specifications to how God wants his tabernacle built. And in, in Exodus 28, 3, God tells Moses, by the way, I have specific people I want you to, you to appoint to work on specific parts of the tabernacle. Because I have gifted these people, whether they're goldsmiths or silversmiths, or they know how to work with wood or engineers or whatever, I have gifted these people especially so that they can do the work that I have called them to on building my tabernacle. Taking the natural talents that God has given us and then adding to that His Holy Spirit and the gifts that accompany Him so that we might be about our Father's business. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We'd love for you to reach out to us. Let us know you're listening to the program. That would be a real encouragement to us. The simplest way to do so would be to visit our website, highlands.us find our contact information there highlands.us tomorrow our look at spiritual gifts will continue join us then for our Wednesday broadcast of study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely three star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.